Welcome to the Sad Boys, a podcast about feelings and other things also. I'm Jarvis. And I'm Jordan. If you think about it, the octopus is actually like one of the most intelligent creatures on Earth. You just have to redefine your understanding of intelligence cope. Wow, that might have been the most helpful nickname that you've ever had. (laughs) By most, you mean at all. (laughs) And today we're joined with a wonderful guest. Sure. Uh, Yeah. She's sorry. I don't mean to bring the energy (laughs) down. (laughs) She's wonderful. We'll see. Uh, well, that's fair. I have uh, to prove myself. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, It's like we all we'll figure it out at the end. We'll give now you... we can agree that we have a guest. <laughs> we, we agree that we have a guest, and we'll give her a rating out of ten. <laughs> right. Um, at the end. And, and we're kind of like the pitchfork of podcasts. Yeah, we will intentionally <laughs> give you a low review for attention. Uh, she's a she's a writer. She's an actress, also of the voice variety, a podcastress, a musician, oh, like a that. singer, everything really. She does it all. A professional fan. Name yes, one. That is true. Name one thing you want. Uh, bilingual. Whoa. Whoa. Somebody get on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Do they accept things that you aren't? <laughs> Lauren Shippen. Yes, <laughs> here I am. She's Thank you guys here. for having me. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for taking over the show. I think you're the main host now. Is that right? This is my podcast now. It's right. actually a rule that I have. Any podcast I'm on automatically becomes my podcast. Brilliant. Now, yeah. for people watching the video version of the podcast, which doesn't exist, you will First see... First of all, how? Uh, <laughs> how are you doing this? Um, <laughs> you will see that Lauren and I apartment. are wearing exactly the same outfit. Yep. And Jordan isn't. So... No, I really... Clearly, uh, we so are Jordan the two is our true... guest now. <laughs> yeah. I really Welcome to Sadboys, Jordan. One. Uh, yeah, do you want to do the intro again with you two instead? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome to Sad Boys, a podcast about feelings and other things also. I'm Jarvis. And I'm Jordan Cope. No nickname? Nope. Wow, I like this new show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's actually a lot more accessible. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't immediately alienate. <laughs> yeah, this kind of eliminates one of the key pieces of feedback we've received. <laughs> So uh, uh, just speaking to how Jordan likes to alienate our listeners yesterday, I had a um, I had a sketch show to which someone introduced themselves to Jordan and said that they were a fan of the podcast. Yes. Wow. To which Jordan responded. Which which you'd think, okay, only good things can come out of this conversation. Was this a stranger or a person you Uh, knew? This was someone that I knew that that Jordan did not know. And um, Jordan responded to. I'm a, fr- a fan of your podcast yeah. with Are You an Emotional Pervert? To which <laughs> she did not know how to respond. Now, in my she de- is not caught up then. Yeah. In well, my defense, I said it very enthusiastically. Does that help? I'm just like. Uh, it might make it worse. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The cops are here. I, like, Dang. So, so, so Jordan really does like to just put people on blast. <laughs> oh, you listen to my podcast? Well, are you exactly I, 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 I wanted to bring this up because, spoiler alert, you've already seen it in the episode and, title, but we're talking about social anxiety. Yeah. And, yes. And, and for the record, I brought it up. So, <laughs> how about you not take credit but for I, it? I appreciate wow. it. As you may have heard, I do an excellent Jarvis impression. And I just brought it up all by myself. Um, this is the perfect example of me having. The kind of social anxiety that manifests itself as, oh, he's just a weird guy. <laughs> what what that actually was, was, wow, I'm so excited. For this. Thank you so much, Alexis, for being friendly and saying that about the show. That got me really excited, made me feel really good. But I think at the time, I, I got so excited that my brain just defaulted to, oh my God, what's the most intense thing I could say? Oh, it's a crime. <laughs> Whoops, I did a crime. And um, I, I think that really feeds into our topic today, which is social anxiety. Yes. Which is going to be a struggle. Which, yeah. How are the none three of us? Of us? Have, I mean, we're all incredibly comfortable, confident people, now right? That, to illustrate that, 
myself and Jarvis are going to be silent for about, I don't know, 30 seconds, and you can just talk by yourself. No, thank you. Because, because of your natural <laughs> comfort and confidence, actually. And begin. Um, <laughs> we're actually recording this from Lauren's house in LA, and it's an apartment. <laughs> is it a house? Hey, it an hey, I was going to say house is generous. Honestly, Sad Boys is about being candid, and I'm ready to say it. It's an apartment. <laughs> I'm not afraid. I have neighbors. I share walls. Um, I, um, it's it's a lovely apartment. It's quite like nice. It. You, what did a you huge call it? Fan. It's like a, a a fandom to fandom. It's a, a, lo- test, yes. or what, a love letter to a fandom. A love letter to fandom. Yeah. yeah. I think there's just like a lot of celebration of art around, and it puts me in a really good mood. Oh, that's so good to hear. We'll be staying. <laughs> you get the podcast and we get your home. <laughs> I but, mean, that seems like a fair trade to me. Absolutely. But yeah. that's to say that we are in LA. So the I was going to say the boys are global, but it, let's be honest, it's a 45 minute flight. <laughs> <laughs> the boys have uh, uh, swung back to the one of two locations that Sad Boys is recorded in. Very, the first episode of Sad Boys. First episode was recorded. Room. I tried to book oh. that hotel, by the way. It is $600 a night. <laughs> Do you think maybe it's because of our name brand? I think it's because Mm. I was trying to book it roughly four hours before checking. (laughs) Yeah, that'll do it. (laughs) God, they hate that. (laughs) That's Um, so fuzzy. So instead, we are staying at a artist loft is what it's called. Oh, yes. A quirky artist loft. Are you at the the brewery lofts downtown? We are are downtown. We're in the arts district, which I am learning as a place. It's like uh, mostly converted warehouses and breweries. Yes. So that is... That really speaks to what I experienced last night at 1.30 a.m. when I got to the location and I was terrified. <laughs> I saw your Instagram story. I was worried for you. I, I, <laughs> but not enough to communicate with you. Well, to be fair, I saw it this morning at 10 a.m. when I could do nothing about and, it. And there was, I, I did wake up and give a, it's okay, everyone. <laughs> I'm still alive. But yeah, I, I arrived earlier than Jordan. Just we had like some scheduling conflict stuff come up. And well, sorry, not to interrupt, but I, I want to emphasize how baller your Friday was because oh. you did not only just fly casually, you had a full day, yeah, a uh, sketch show in the evening. And then on the way out of the sketch show, a bunch of us that had attended were like, hey, Jarvis, what a great show. And you went, okay, I have to get on a plane now. <laughs> and you just left Damn. to get on a plane. That was, a, that was also, uh, I before the sketch show, recorded three YouTube videos. Yes. Because we had a um, an internet friend. like So me and uh, Mayuko, friend of the pod. Emotional pervert of sorts. Emotional pervert of sorts. <laughs> so about seven months ago, Mayuko and I started YouTube channels. Mm-hmm. And... When I was learning, I was using iMovie originally, and when I switched to Adobe Premiere just to like be able to more easily express myself, um, or just to have more power in the tool, I was looking at YouTubers who had like had Premiere tutorials, and I found this YouTuber who was a like lifestyle design vlogger. She's a designer, lives in London, makes like design YouTube videos. Found her video, learned Premiere from like how she edited her vlog. That was like one of the ways that I I picked up Premiere. Fast forward, oh, and then I send her video to Mayuko, and I was like, inspiration for your YouTube channel. Fast forward to seven months later, she's in my apartment with Mayuko, and we're recording collabs. <gasps> that is and so that cool. is wild, right? Um, That's so bizarre. It is, is super so cool. bizarre. Like, yeah, we, like, got introduced from somebody on Twitter, and then we were internet friends, and then we became real friends. And I was like, that is, like, exactly why... I love creating things because like yeah. we're building that community with people like all over the world. I'd say one thing that we we don't do enough, which this is a nice bookmark in, is personally interact with the people that we interact with online and are inspired by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I am. I believe since the first time we met, Lauren, 
I became and like absorbed Bright Session. I became a fan of and absorbed Bright Session. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was this very quick like, oh, that sounds interesting. Oh, this is great. (laughs) Yeah, and Uh, now it's like I'm just trying to, everybody who I think would be into it, like doesn't know that the genre of podcast even exists. And so I'm like grabbing them by the arm and just saying like, hey, you need to listen to this. And they're like, what's it called again? And I'm like, ah. It's it's, it's (laughs) so peculiar in like this weird pseudo validation way to, uh, enjoy one another's art and this extends to to charlie the youtuber that you were working yeah exactly to say like hey you produced something that basically led to me being able to do the thing i currently do and now we're not uh, like peers i i don't like that term it sounds kind of weird but like like you were something below before but like now we're collaborating yeah Yeah, that's that's how accessible this is that's how flexible the creative community is it's not this strange insular world where you have to get a special pass to be able to make art with other people well in podcasting especially because it is such a low barrier of entry in terms of like the equipment you need (laughs) and it's very low (laughs) 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 all right high five take that every podcast the amazing things about podcasting is that you don't have to have fancy equipment you don't have to have like a, a wealth of knowledge or degree in audio engineering to make right. a podcast exactly um and i've made so many friends i was telling you guys that uh, two of my friends from london were here who pop some champagne hell yeah we don't get a lot of live pops yeah normally that's good <laughs> so perfect here yeah. it is we, we play a kendrick Real lamar and track in, in full <laughs> so uh Real quick, and I'm sorry to have interrupted Lauren's story no, with a pop, fine. but for the listeners, as you know, we always drink some sort of champagne. Usually it's a rosé. We have a brute champagne rosé here, but when I showed up, Lauren had already bought rosé <laughs> and was also wearing the same outfit <laughs> as me. Listen, I am a fan of the Sad Boys and part of the Sad Boys fam. I, I knew what to... Uh, to expect. Do you know? Those, those are both pretty good names, but I feel like there's a third <laughs> even better name pervert. you could use. Okay, I was gonna say, would you like to weigh your vote on uh, emotional pervert? <laughs> we'll call this the official vote. Fam of the boys. Oh god, I mean, I do love fam of the boys because I love, I love the word fam. I think it's great. I think I it's love it very too. flexible. Hey, I want the show to have accessibility at all ages, every and I don't time, want everybody to be called emotional pervert. Every time you've said emotional pervert, I have laughed. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, take that as you will. Maybe we'll keep it as an in-person only phrase <laughs> it's much better when you know you're staring deep in someone's yeah. eyes and calling them an emotional and they pervert. Ready for I, think. <laughs> I had someone reach out to me uh about the show on instagram and offhandedly referenced emotional perverts and i was like haha yeah well that was a joke and they were like no i was also joking and i was like Oh, because I couldn't take, I had to take them seriously because I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. please don't right. start using that term. <laughs> <laughs> no, I needed to be absolutely sure. This is great. The train has left. It's This is the relationship. You're describing a relationship you now have with all the fans that we have together. <laughs> That's the exact dynamic we have of me <laughs> saying something like that on the podcast and you going, I think that might be the worst idea in the world. And, whoops, too late. It's concrete. Um, it, it, and it's true. It's Lauren, good that that's defined. I've yeah. annexed the show <laughs> with my uh, terrible phrase. Lauren, we interrupted you with the pop, but you were talking about how you had some podcaster friends. Yes, recently. from London in town. Um, and they make a show called Wooden Overcoats, which is a sitcom about rival funeral homes on a fictional island in the English Channel. It's really, really funny and really great. And it's I, so cool that that can exist. It, it's so cool that it can exist. And like they're good friends of mine now because yeah. a few years ago, I, um, I you know, found the show and loved it and started talking to them on Twitter and because the audio drama community, so fiction podcasting is yeah. such a small, small community sure. within podcasting, which is already a small creative powerful. community. I, the community is strong. Yeah. 
and I've just ne- now just because of following people, the algorithm like shows me things that people are liking and retweeting and stuff. And I'm like, hell yeah. yeah. I'm like, it's a community that I'm excited to at least be following in a Twitter context. They're the best. Every person I've met in it is so delightful. And I would guess it was even smaller when you found the show. Yes, it was super, super small. And so we got talking on Twitter and then um, Anna, who's one of my best friends and, and acts on the podcast and I, won these tickets to London at this UTA party. It was crazy. Whoa, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. That's amazing. First class Delta tickets to London. Whoa. It was awesome. That's it was like a competition or... It was like a, just this, we were at this UTA party that was like sponsored by Delta and they were having like an Instagram raffle and she won and took me to London, which was amazing. That's amazing. Um, and my uncles lived there and so we stayed there for free and it was like, it was, it was amazing. That's but, amazing. So we met up with wooden overcoats and like ever since, that was now two years ago, we've kept in touch and it's like, it's just one of those things of like yeah. internet friendships that then you meet them in person and you're like, oh wait, no, you are really cool. Yeah. Like it's not just your internet persona. This, I, I like you and I get along with you. Relationships like this validate all the time I spent on Club Penguin. Does yeah. This is excuse you. <laughs> Absolutely excuse you. The, the 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 cadence, the online cadence that I learned via RuneScape, I always said would pay off. I said the future was relationships like this. I'm gonna be honest. You guys have mentioned RuneScape a couple times on the podcast. Never heard of it. It's oh. it's it's a. Uh... Jarvis is leaving. <laughs> Wait, no. Do, oh, and there he back. goes. We, we yeah. Finish well, the show, man. We... I I just thought <laughs> I thought I knew you. <laughs> well, RuneScape is a MMORPG founded by Andrew Gower in the UK. Uh, it's that was so much more information than I was expecting. In browser, it, it, it was it was free. Um, Lauren's like, leaving. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can have this apartment now. It was, okay. Yeah, it, it, it was like a free MMO uh, that a lot of like middle schoolers around me played. But um, I think its claim to fame was that it was entirely in the browser. So in it, in the nineties, um, it was using a Java web applet. Uh, which is kind of like an extinct thing now on the internet. But I think that that made it super accessible for yeah. like kids in school sure. who could like go to computer labs and play this thing. It predated any experiences. I don't know about you. It predated any web interaction experience. I did not touch email. I am mm. anything. RuneScape was the first time I typed something into a computer and somebody else read something I put in. For, Interesting. For me, okay. it was like it was it was early in that. Um, but I had like AOL chat rooms and uh, email at that point. But still. Uh, anyway. Anyway. You're, you're a couple <laughs> years my junior, Jarvis. You're head of the game. Uh, Jarvis uh, is 48 years old. <laughs> yeah. Wait. You're junior. <laughs> wait. <laughs> no, no, I'm your senior, Jarvis. <laughs> <laughs> Don't embarrass me in front of Lauren. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm the oldest one here, is what I'm getting. Um, at. <laughs> what I was going to say about online communities is that, um, you know, back in the day, I, have I ever talked about how I was I guested on a Pokemon podcast a number of times in you know 2009, 2010, possibly and I, when I was in high school, extensively. Uh, but anyway, yeah, there's this Pokemon podcast that I listened to, and it was like a very small community that like mostly hung out in a forum in like a small like Flash based chat room, and everyone that I know from that. Um, from that community, I still kind of keep in touch with, like on wow. Facebook or like I was. How, in how old are you in this scenario? Uh, I was like fifteen, um, or I guess it went from about fifteen to eighteen, roughly, or sixteen to eighteen. Um, but you still stay in touch? Yeah, I. That's uh, amazing. I was. Um, I was in Japan at the same time as one of who's actually a listener, uh, someone who they were like, you know, a few years younger than me in the chat room. Uh, and we weren't able to meet up, but we tried a couple of times. It just like didn't work out. Uh, but we were like sharing recommendations back and forth. And oh, just wow. like and, and what's weird is that I still think of them as their like handle. And, mm. and, yeah. and my friend Russell, who was also like less involved in this community, but was still in the chat room with me. We all met in real life and did a live podcast at PAX East 2010. So that's still on the Internet. But um, well, other than that, like he didn't really ever put real names to to usernames so 
oftentimes I'll be like, oh, Meowth Mix is in Japan with me. And it's like a kid named Meowth Mix. <laughs> And his like actual name is Jad, you know, and and and, and or, I or it was before Russell rechristened him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as, as Meowth Mix. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that like, well, internet friends are real friends. Yeah. And um, I've been fortunate enough to like come up in a time uh, before people were like super afraid of the fact that I was like meeting random strangers on the internet. Yeah. Uh, kind of like slid in there, and and now it's become something that I'm comfortable with. That I can like meet a person on like Twitter and YouTube and like invite them into my home i saw this tweet once that was like as a kid you know growing up in the 90s you're told be careful with the internet and don't ever get into a car with strangers and i would literally use yeah. the internet to get into the car with the stranger <laughs> yeah. it's just like the way that we interact with the internet and people on it is so different yeah. than yeah. 20 years ago i guess that's what you're doing literally with uber now exactly yeah <laughs> is that you're using the internet to call a stranger Incredible. and their car to and i like to chat for a couple of weeks with my uber driver before they yeah pick me up. really establish that baseline to make sure relationship that they understand me that they get me you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then they pick me up and never talk again <laughs> have you ever have you ever taken a relationship with an uber driver outside of the car no wait so this is something about social anxiety that i that i have very strong feelings about which have I we wish... mentioned the topic of the episode <laughs> yeah. is social anxiety, social anxiety? yeah 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 okay it uh, is. <laughs> sorry, I mean, subtextually, the topic of every episode is social anxiety. <laughs> anxiety. The topic of every conversation I ever have with another human yeah. is usually social Sometimes anxiety. when I'm just chatting to a friend, I will suddenly go, by the way, the topic of this conversation <laughs> is that I'm anxious. I am anxious. <laughs> um, sorry, uh, but I wish that there were like a button on Lyft and Uber that you could click to be like, I'm a social anxious person. Don't talk to me. Or even just please don't talk to me yes. in general. I yeah. 100% agree. Outside I, of the app. <laughs> I, I sit in the back seat. Yes, me too. Uh, to do, to try to do and that. with headphones in, like I try not to interact and it just, cause it makes me. Okay, it, wait, uh, now both of you have given me crazy anxiety. Do people normally sit in the front seat? Yeah. Well, well that's the whole thing with Lyft, right? When, when, Lyft when it started, started when yeah. Lyft started, you would get in the passenger seat, you would fist bump the driver and you would like have a conversation. That was oh, wow. basically the way that they were marketing their service. I mean, that yeah, makes. It's a nightmare, but it's very cheap. You just described a regular human interaction and I went, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What? But have you ever well have Outside? you ever had, have you ever had someone be like, I love talking to Uber drivers and then you go Yes. Gross. <laughs> like not people not, have not, said that to yeah. me. But but what I mean by that is not like they're gross, but sure. more like that sort of human interaction if I'm not prepared for it. Well, so this is the thing. I was gonna ask you guys, like, what is social anxiety to you? Yes, like, and now we're mean? transitioning into the topic, which is social anxiety, which I mean, mention that? frankly, Lauren, you're a professional. <laughs> <laughs> a uh, top tier. And I'm embarrassed for Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can, you know, we can wait on it. Yeah, I'm not president to represent me. Sad boys. Yo, Jordan, you mind if I go in first on this one? Yeah, yeah. Sad boys like to talk about our feelings. And we have a mission for you if the listener is willing. With your help, we can reach the ceiling. We can reach the high moon by noon with your review on iTunes. Fly like balloons and make it into outer space. Yeah. But there's a certain set of stars you have to set in place. What? My homeboy's cut into the chase. How can he come on, Jordan? Just go ahead and tell yeah. him how many. Oh, five stars will be the number that you uh, should th- do to get th- the review. And here it do. You said you could do this. I, well, I'm, I'm trying my best. I, I mean, I spent a couple of weeks reading these lyrics. Are they not good? You don't like it so far? <sighs> um, but one more. Give me one more. Let me do it again. Just one more? For 2018. Give me one right, more chance. Fine, you got one more. You got one more chance. Right. Just don't fuck it up this Here time. it comes. I got a good one. I got some bars. All right. Bars. I got all right. fire. Here, it's all you. It's all one, you. One, two, three, four, five bars. Lose yourself in the moment. That's, the mo- that's Lose Yourself by Eminem. It's close. It is very close, and I can see why you'd think it was Lose Yourself it's by exactly Eminem. It's exactly the song. So far, yes. 
and for most, yeah, it is just. It is just lose yourself by Eminem. Yeah, yeah. Can, we, can we do a weaker transition into the topic? <laughs> Jordan, how about you sing us a theme song? Oh, sure. Um, Lauren, you want to give me a beat? Or? I do I, not. I emailed you a couple of weeks ago when you mentioned the topic idea. To, okay, here we go. Uh-huh. Yeah. One time, lose yourself in the moment. The nope. mom, the nope. moment well, you also want. Also lose yourself. Okay, it is, this time certainly it is very close to lose yourself. But let me finish the song. Okay. Going, Lauren. Okay, let me okay. The topic, social anxiety. Wow. Yeah. You know, I judged a book by its cover, and I was mostly right. (laughs) (laughs) But there was a twist at the end. (laughs) Yeah. There was a little prestige. (laughs) Um, Yeah, social anxiety. Definitions of social anxiety. Yes. Yes. What does it mean to you? Young Jarvis, why don't you kick us off? Um, So, for me, social anxiety is like when I imagine social interactions and it gives me like pause or like a bad feeling and like it's like a a feeling of avoidance like I don't want that thing to happen like almost as if you imagine a bad thing happening to you like in a spooky voice it's like you will be in a car and your driver will talk to you and I'm like oh no (laughs) like please not that your driver has follow up questions (laughs) (laughs) Um, your driver has a sound collapse oh no Oh no, that's happened to me, by the way. Yeah, it's me too. Fire. <laughs> um, and I'm the last person who should be defining this, but all I know is that I am am actually like uh in terms of like introverted versus extroverted, more it's a spectrum, obviously. I think I'm more fifty fifty, but I play an extrovert on TV, so to speak. <laughs> and and it gives people the wrong impression of me, like just my outward like behavior. And so I inadvertently invite interaction sometimes that I am not ready for. Sure. Mm-hmm. Which, which I think in, in the Uber example, particularly what somebody, what an Uber driver does when you enter the car is they, at least the more tactful amongst them, play that kind of dousing rod sentence, right? You're like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. And if you drop down like a, no, it's fine. Then they're probably not going to follow up with you. Right, if right. Like a, I'm pretty good, man. How are you doing? And then they go, I'm good, man. And then they feel like maybe it's appropriate. Yeah. yeah and then I feel in that situation, I have to be like, oh, I'm great. How about yourself? I right. feel like I need to be like, I'm not a dick. I just like need to take care yes. of myself in yeah. this moment and try to turn off this conversation. And I have definitely been in the situation where I want to just like pretend to fall asleep so that people don't talk to me because I don't know the like most socially acceptable way to remove myself from uh, a situation but it's also also common not to lean too much on this specific uh, situation but quite often if you're getting in a car chances are you're going somewhere where you're going to engage with somebody right yeah this is your little uh, vestige of safety yeah a exactly moment to, think to yourself oh my god the world is terrifying and i can see things outside the window i'm then, curious to hear yeah. everyone else's definitions because i guess i think of it in terms of like a thing i'm not prepared for or like something that's going to drain energy where i'm trying to charge yeah, energy or something preemptive I think is interesting. Yeah, I, I don't I don't really know. I, I'm hoping that like this give your definitions give me more color into what I'm experiencing because I don't think I fully got at it. I do think preparation is a big piece of it. Like I, I think for me with just anxiety in general, um, it's so much about control, right? And wanting oh, to yeah. control your surroundings. And that's like for me, like when I have panic attacks, it's because something I feel out of control or there's something right. I can't control. Right. And I think for social anxiety which is a really, really huge piece of my anxiety. It's social interactions where I don't know what the script is. Oh, yeah. I think that that's something where like there are certain circumstances and certain conversations where I'm like, all right, yeah, I know how this is going to go. But then because other people are unpredictable, 
<laughs> How dare they? Yeah, it doesn't always go like yeah. that. And so I'm much more comfortable interacting with somebody I've interacted with before because right. once I sort of figure out their patterns, I'm like, I think I know how this is going to go. I can yes. skip this in my head and I can kind of pre-plan my answers. Absolutely. But like sometimes just going to the grocery store and like talking to cashiers, I'm like, yeah. what if they like make a joke and I respond to it weirdly or like, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it's just, it's something that it's the unknown. It's like the yeah. unpredictable in it. Not that knowing anxiety. the script. That's a really, yeah. that I really identify with I like with that phrasing a lot. Yeah. Not knowing the script. Jordan, yeah. how about you? Um, it's interesting that the two of you have kind of identified a pre and post interaction chronology to social anxiety because I'd never thought all that much about the, the, the term functionally speaking and I suppose it's not the actual interaction that's what I'd internalized it as like social anxiety is not being super capable all the time when you chat to people or something like that but right. really, hmm. when I think of my own social anxiety for the most part it's concerns around how I'll perform yes. and then it's over analysis over how I perform oh yes. yeah yes the amount of time fortunately as I get older and and as the story um, with the very nice person I met outside your show will tell I have kind of a fairly high cringe factor at this point in my life. My <laughs> sure. cringe tolerance is pretty sure. high. I can like sure. be kind of a doofus and I'm okay with it. But um, growing up, the, oh my God, the hours I would put in in college to reassessing conversations that I'd had. Oh, oh yeah. To this day. Down to elements that nobody could remember. Yeah. Like the, the, the amount of time I would have between words. Yeah. The ways that I would pause, twist my head. Like yeah. interaction elements that, that you'd have to be a fucking psychopath to be able to internalize. <laughs> yeah. You'd oh, be... I did a long blink. So <laughs> he probably thinks I'm an asshole. <laughs> right, exactly. M- most commonly the place that this comes up st- still for me, and I imagine the two of you can relate to this, is dating. Right? Oh, yeah. Sure. What is that? What is? <laughs> oh, Travis, you want to define dating? Never um, heard of it. Yeah, so dating is is when you have like um, a jar of milk, and you're yeah. like, "Well, this we need to let people know when this is gonna go bad." Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's such a for me joke. <laughs> sorry, I can't imagine where this oh, is going. Let, let me try again. Sorry. Oh uh, Wait, so I'm dating sorry. is like when you. Um, open up a calendar and you pick a stop. random. <laughs> you have to stop. <laughs> oh, Craig. Um, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. We completely forgot. To ask Laura. We forgot to ask Laura to do the theme for dating. To do the what? The, oh, the oh, theme I for dating. I, I a theme song for dating. Yeah. Dating is really hard and weird. Agree. Wow, that was so <laughs> good. You also, did so poorly in the rehearsals, but that was really good. That was also, uh, yeah. That's basically how I would define it. Uh, yeah. It's solely things to get anxious about, to be honest. A collection <laughs> yes. of interpersonal yeah. interactions. Uh, where, where there is where, a fail state. Where there's a fail <laughs> state and no script. Where you don't know the person very well. Yeah. Oh and God, yeah. yeah, so it's really it's, just like a... Yeah. You have even less data than you normally would. Yeah. Do you guys watch 30 Rock? Yes. Okay, so the episode, with, like early on with, um oh, what's his face from SNL? Uh, Floyd... He, that's his name in 30 Rock okay. and and she like finds out that he's an alcoholic and goes to Alcoholic Anonymous oh, with uh, him was it Will Forte or no no it's um Jason Sudeikis Jason right? Sudeikis yes. yes you're right sorry and she's like I just wish that, that when you meet somebody you could just tell them all of your weird things yeah <laughs> like that's how I feel about all social interactions I wish I could just meet people and be like here's the thing I have anxiety I'm not good at texting I'll like I yeah. don't necessarily want to spend a lot of time with you but I might want to hang out with you and it's like I wish I could just sort of lay that out to yeah. people Wait, this is the tricky thing though <laughs> <laughs> but you because can't. in my particular case, I would be so excited if somebody <laughs> did that. But you are flipping a coin 
Oh, right, 100%. you're rolling a d20 and, roll, and like yes. betting on a single number. Yeah. Because chances are you're not going to bump it into somebody else that's like, man, creepy amounts of transparency really gets me right. going. Right, but if that was the norm, yeah. right? right? Like, if that was the norm was creepy amounts of transparency, Amazing. it would make our lives easier, right? For, for example, I now, like, we have, I have a podcast and a YouTube channel where you can, like, learn facts about my life, and that makes my interactions with people who like have seen my stuff a little bit easier because Mm -hmm. they know where I'm coming from. I think a lot of my anxiety, I think a lot of my fears in general that are interpersonal are related to misrepresenting myself. Mm. Um, Which is that, I mean, that's the classic post date analysis, right? Yeah. 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 Oh my God. She thinks I skate. (laughs) No, (laughs) you get, that happens to you, right? You always tell people that you skate. Yeah. When you show up with a helmet and you're like, it's not what it looks like. But I, the misrepresenting thing, I, I totally get. And to your point about sort of like introvert versus extrovert, right. I am definitely an introvert in the sense mm-hmm. that like social interaction drains me and I gain energy from being alone. But I'm also like a very outgoing person. Right. Which is weird. No, right. I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. And I think people think that outgoing and extroverted are the same thing. Synonymous, yes. yeah. And, and, and when what it really is, is you really like charging up and then using all that energy. Exactly. And I'm the same way. Which is why, it, it, as you mentioned, it is clearly a spectrum because preference and application are there's thousands of different degrees yes. of that, which do not necessarily indicate whether or not you're extroverted. Yeah. Which a high concept idea of was, oh, you get into an Uber and you kind of express some of those points, those points that you stored up right. by sitting inside uh, making a supernatural puzzle and <laughs> <laughs> like lying under your, and like covering yourself in a blanket. Yeah. You've got to spend a little bit of that on an Uber driver by being extra friendly. Right. What that does not indicate is, hi, I got into this car for a long form engagement. Right. I'm here to answer all of the questions you have and throw in a few of my own. Well, because to your point, if you're in an Uber, you're probably going somewhere where you're going to have to expend yeah. a lot of that social energy. And so I don't want to waste it all in the Uber yeah. drive over. <laughs> yeah. Because like, it is finite. It is a finite resource. It's like you're a over game. the party and they're like, how are you? Fine. I'm fine. My Uber driver was very Shit. chatty. It's, I really connected with him, but by God, I've spent all of my points. Yeah, it's like you're, it worth it? you're you're gambling with like small amounts of money almost. Like like if you only had $10, right? Um, And every social interaction like cost you like 2 to $5, you would be very conservative about yeah. how you spent your money, exactly. right? And there is this offer that happens at, at the beginning of every social interaction where it's like, I'm offering something to you and now you can like come back to me with a response. There are responses that cost you nothing, but they come off as rude. Yeah. And and which itself may generate the kind of anxiety that drains you in an entirely different way. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's where I'm going with yeah. this, which is that like if I'm in the if I'm in a situation with an Uber driver and I've only got $2 to spend, but they've offered to me and I don't want to be rude because I get anxious about being rude. Yes. Yeah. Then I'm going to spend that. I'm just like, well, here it goes. Yeah, I've just got to. A dollar is now on the line and it's going to go whether or not I say anything. But, exactly. But that yeah. is that is a bit of a um, a slippery slope because you were then it's it, you're not respecting yourself. Or you're not taking care of yourself in that yeah. in that instance because you know that it costs you something but you're just going like this person doesn't know that it costs me something so i'm just going to spend it anyway like someone's like hey can i have a dollar and you only have a dollar and you're like well they don't know that i only have a dollar so here you go right well and this is where the social anxiety comes in is i know how to take care of myself to a point and i i know what needs to happen in order for me to like feel good in my brain if right that makes sense. right you've been practicing for a really long time <laughs> exactly. yeah we are all high functioning people with like lots of weird stuff going on to get to this stage we've got coping mechanisms yeah and we know ourselves and the moment you add somebody else into that 
equation, yeah. it really complicates things because then it's about, okay, well, I know how to take care of myself, but that might be at the expense or the perceived expense of that person. Exactly. And that's going to ultimately detract from my own self-care. And so, yeah, making that kind of like risk versus reward, you know, sort of summation is really difficult. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about with guilt, where um, the risk reward is what you're risking is kind of being rude or not being there for someone and like the ultimate consequence of that is that that person feels bad or you think the perceived right like you think that that person is going to feel bad and thus you feel guilty about it right yep um and at that point you've just you've again you fall into a self-feeding cycle yeah a self-completing philosophy of well i'm going to be spending x amount of points tonight well it's going to happen either way and the uber driver's mad i didn't say anything to him guess what the uber driver has not thought about it yeah. The driver doesn't remember giving you a lift. <laughs> well, and this is where perception is so dicey because I, you cannot know what somebody else is thinking and you right. cannot know what somebody else is feeling and you can drive yourself insane in sort of those post-interaction evaluations Yeah, or something that I've, I've fallen into so many times of like, oh, what if they thought this? What if they thought that? It's like you're never going to know unless you ask and you're yeah. just going to drive yourself crazy yeah. if you keep making it up in your own head. I have a question for the two of you. Which of the two, pre or post, do you think causes you the most drama in your interpersonal life? Be it by yourself, be it with other people, what gives you the most pain, the net amount of pain? It's the during. Oh. Yeah. D. <laughs> All of the above. Um, yeah, it's the, the while I'm interacting oh, yeah. moment. Because, so you know how people are like, oh, I'm so bad with names. Yeah. I'm bad with names because when I sh- I'm meeting somebody for the first time and I'm shaking their hand, the thing I'm thinking is like, okay, look them in the eye, shake the hand, not too hard. <laughs> like, don't be weird. Don't shake it for too long. Yeah, Stand up yeah. straight. Smiles. You're not being weird. You've been holding time, on for too long. <laughs> exactly. By the time I've run through all that stuff, I've missed their entire name and like infection. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so then it becomes a thing of like, well, now I'm anxious about the fact that I don't know their name because I didn't hear it because I was trying to like show myself as a normal yeah. person who can yeah. shake someone's hand and smile. Which you achieved. Presumably. <laughs> at the sacrifice right. at the of, uh, of knowing this person's name. I, and that's what all social interactions are. And for, they don't, basically. they're not going to really appreciate that. That's the thing. No, they <laughs> don't know. They don't know how much, you know, effort goes into just right. shaking a hand. Because, because what we are, what we are ultimately doing is trying to be perceived externally as like normal or what's accepted as being normal. And, what comes with that is when you do it right, it's very thankless. It's like, that's what I expected. Yeah. Yes. It's like I was coming from a completely different place. Like you were driving from Arizona and somehow you got to California uh, in on time for some meeting, right? Like, And you're like sweating and you're running and you show up and you're on time, but everybody's yeah. like... Okay. As expected. As yeah. expected. Yeah. Very good. I don't, yeah, that was a weird way to put it, but whatever. Uh, for me, it's the pre- uh, it's before. It's all of the things leading up to that. The prep. The prep. It, but Not what, knowing the script. But what Lauren pointed out is something that I realized I do where I am going through a checklist. Like, I think I'm going through it very quickly and I think I'm very, like, good at it at this point. But that's kind of what I meant by I play extroverted on TV because I'm, like, shaking someone's hand and I'm like, Jordan, cool. I know that I'm going to say Jordan at the end of this interaction. Yeah. 
to sort of tie us together even more closely. So we have a conversation. Anyway, hope you have a great night, Jordan. And then you're like, he knew it. He did the trick. He like <laughs> threw the, the basketball behind his back and it went into the, the goal. Right. And but I uh, never saw you miss the hundred times prior. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see you walking around the court by yourself at night, throwing it backwards and hitting cheerleaders. <laughs> but but that for me, that's at the cost of like being present yeah. during the interaction because yeah. I'm thinking about the stats and like the mechanics of the interaction like throughout it right well so to that point do you guys find that you're like trying to balance the seesaw in social interactions where you're like mm. sort of doing that mental check of like i've said too many things about myself i need to make sure they absolutely. have time to talk Lord. absolutely i mean now that we've covered pre and post as areas of interest <laughs> say we dive headfirst into uh the shared nightmare we all have which is interacting with any living thing uh, is that the the place that causes you the most anxiety or is it the yeah because i, I want to yeah. know that and then yeah. i actually have a series of scenarios that i've written <laughs> oh down. my god no. yeah <laughs> wait oh uh, okay so <laughs> this is now the pre is affecting me yeah <laughs> i'm anxious that we have to do that and afterwards i'm going to be thinking about how did i do on the podcast did i ask yeah. those questions correctly um so pre during your post what caused the most anxiety i would say probably post mm. um oh, actually no addendum when I was younger, post. These days, pre. Mm. I think when I was younger, I was very overly analytical about the results of an interaction, mm -hmm. mainly because I was more externally validated than I am now. Not to say that I'm not externally validated, but at that point in my life, we're all very externally validated when you're in your teens. And totally. When you're in school and when you're surrounded by people that you are only valid if validated by. Right? Yes. You almost, in my view, you almost need external validation to even build the capacity for internal you need, validation. Yeah, you need a review scale. Mm, you don't yeah. like come out a baby going, I am myself whole. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, no like, that's no just, feedback like, required. You have to like get that in and go, oh, oh, being 100% external is bad. Yeah. Which is in that an external, like being externally validated yes. to a point. So anyway, continue. But yeah, that's exactly right. So when I was a little bit younger, I used to struggle a lot with, okay, I want to review and make sure I was as successful as possible. And really what your teenhood is, and early 20s as well, but mainly teenhood, is your apprenticeship in being a human being. Yeah. You're saying to yourself, okay, I've been told by, well, frankly, everyone that in a few years I'm going to be responsible for whether or not I live or die. I'd better <laughs> figure out roughly how that goes and how I interact with people. I'm sorry, you've just made me want to imagine every child as wearing some sort of monk's robe. <laughs> <laughs> At a blacksmithing table. <laughs> that just makes all of childhood feel a little bit better. It's like, serene, oh, it's an apprenticeship. Huh? Yeah. It is. I mean, that's what it is. And that's what we should yeah. be communicating to our kids because being a child is the time to fail. And yet we have so many systems in place that evaluate failure that we don't as an adult. We have tests and well, systems to say, you failed as a child. The worst possible thing you can do is <laughs> fail. And also on the flip side, I feel like as a, as a child and a young adult, you sort of expect to get to a point in your 20s, or I did anyway, where I was like, then I'll know. Right. Then I'll know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I sort of... <laughs> Wait, are you saying that doesn't happen? Because I'm no, kind of not. optimistic about it. <laughs> um, so I remember sort of being like, 22 or 23 and looking around and being like oh so no one knows what yes. they're doing yeah yeah oh, okay I, that's, I think that is the official rite of passage to becoming an adult yes is figuring out that nobody is an adult yeah exactly. <laughs> we're just old kids yeah <laughs> pretty much uh but yeah i would say as i got older it definitely became the prey at this point in my life which is what results in me uh pretty often like get flaking on social engagements or right, right, right. during the social engagement is the fact that i overanalyze it for so long and yet, yeah you know to this day maybe 5% of the things that I will go to or the interactions that I'll have were worth worrying about. 
Well, yeah. Occasionally. Yeah. But those five, like like the one mean tweet you get out of the thousand oh. you receive, sticks with you far more concretely right. than, than yes. you know. Yeah. Um, positive interactions. Uh, I can probably word for word recount the last negative YouTube comment I received. Well, it was from me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, and I do think that I'm a pretty good podcaster, and I don't think it was appropriate to comment on YouTube because that's not even the medium for that <laughs> sort of discourse. Yeah, it was feedback yeah. about our show, um, and I was criticizing me. <laughs> I have a list of scenarios uh, that I have taken from my own life. <laughs> so these, when 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 I describe this as a faceless second person, it's really just me. Um, <laughs> this is. I want to know: is this giving you as much anxiety yeah, as it's giving me? I'm terrified right now. I'm uh, excited to hear them, but just the fact that you said thing is coming. You can't prepare also, for things. Also, knowing that Jarvis does improv and like I have done improv and I hate improv. It's good for me and I hate it. Uh, so <laughs> improv for me is very mechanical. It's like um, if I can't build the schema for improv into like a real life situation, then it didn't make me better at real life interactions. Mm. Like okay. I, like uh, if I'm talking to an Uber driver and I'm playing a character, easy. If I'm yeah. my normal ass self heart 100 <laughs> percent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so before we jump into that i specifically wanted to bring something up for, for two major reasons one we recently received feedback that somebody was frustrated that i was no longer doing jordan's extremely vexing and ultimately embarrassing social interaction of the week or whatever the segment was called yeah that was definitely it don't check the other episode. jordan's special space was the original <laughs> worst name yeah for the sake <laughs> of ease it was easy to remember it Shorter. was short sweet to the point yeah. <laughs> for the sake of ease i'm bringing back jordan's special space for for one time only till i can open up evernote again and check uh jordan's special space this week is to talk about a uh lift interaction that i had oh that was the specific manifestation of my social anxiety because i want to know a does this make any fucking sense and b what else would i have done after this like first step so for a little bit of context i live very close to a law college near uh, uh civic that's, center that's that's law for our american listeners yeah this is uh <laughs> no i mean law like the podcast <laughs> law <laughs> by aaron Mankey. Yeah, I, I live next to aaron Mankey. <laughs> uh so I live, I live next to a law college and um pretty much any time that i get in, into into any car going anywhere somebody will say like hey how's school right because mm-hmm. sure. coming out of a building that's predominantly students maybe they pick up people from there so usually when people say this i'm able to go like huh, i'm an adult i uh, actually have a job downtown i'm uh, fully functional <laughs> and we move on and guess what interactions over headphones are in brock hampton's blasting i yeah. already know where this is going <laughs> oh wait you sorry <laughs> jarvis was at the destination that ah, I told okay. this story. Okay. So. <laughs> well, I don't know. So I'm excited. Because no, I don't think you told me. I just feel like I know where it's going. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Maybe I didn't. Oh, God. Yeah, That's yeah. not good for my brand. But it's <laughs> uh, so I hop. <laughs> I hop into the car. Person asks, hey, do you study here? How's it going? And they do it very authoritatively to the point where I'm like, well, can't say no. (laughs) (laughs) They cracked it open. Um, In fact, I don't even believe they said, do you? They were like, is this school good? Or something like so encapsulating that I was like, oh, fuck. Um, Are you getting a good education here, son? (laughs) How much of Jordan Cope can I be in this restriction? (laughs) And so I opted for not at all. Because I did an American accent. <gasps> and, I, <laughs> oh, no. and I didn't do it as a bit. This was the thing. It came up and, and for some reason, like maybe it's just like an immigrant adaptation thing. Like I think to myself, okay, this person wants me to come into their world. 
They've invited right. me into this world where they perceive me as a, a student. What else might they perceive me as? Uh, they probably perceive me as kind of a hipster, and I watch Netflix, and I skate, and I like all of these things. I yeah. assume they think about right, me. And I just right. apply to them, and then I go like, okay, um, also maybe I'm American. So two major things came out of this. One, I discovered that my American voice, which I've never done for more than like a sentence. Yeah, we need to hear this. It it goes up in pitch over time. <laughs> so by the end of the 15 minute ride, I was like, yeah, man, I can't believe this. <laughs> just hold oh out the gosh. car. It started off just like. Uh, yeah, you know, I just study at the college. You know, it's fun. And uh, I love football, which is the sport where you pick it up with your hands for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it ended up like, hey, yeah, I'll see you later. Um, but it, like, as a result, I, oh my God, I don't know why it happened. That's the thing that panics me. Is that I don't know what I could have done differently. Because at no point did I think, yeah, I should probably do an American accent. I just opened my mouth and the voice came. I totally yeah. get that. When people ask you questions that don't really have a yes or no answer, and you just sort of enter into that mode that you think they're expecting that's something yeah yeah before. oh yeah. that's totally happened to me before so I, my, my, well my question is <laughs> anything else i could have done for future interactions any advice very very welcome honestly to, i mean that's exactly what i would have done that's probably. what i would have done too the number of careers <laughs> yeah. the number of careers i've made up to lift oh, drivers yeah. is yeah. so many <laughs> yeah 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 it's the crazy thing is i think i got better at law <laughs> like, I, you, really you, I think you're a lawyer now. You graduated from UC Hastings. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Mankey himself gave me my <laughs> <laughs> my diploma. I walked you away. Have a law degree from law um, And my my second question was: Have either of you experienced similar interactions, be it in or outside of an Uber? However, I imagine Jarvis's uh, topics will cover that. Uh, so I've definitely uh, experienced this. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, even just going to the airport. So, so I actually had my sketch show and then went to the airport immediately after the show. Like the last two Fridays, oh yeah, um, and and last week I was going to New York, and I, this is kind of in like code switching territory, but like whenever I'm in a situation where I'm like, oh, okay, this person's speaking to me like with this accent that is like an accent that I, it's like similar to where I grew up, right? So I like go into that, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and and I don't feel like I'm being inauthentic. But I just feel like I'm sort of projecting myself through a different like voice box or through a different lens. Yeah. But through a more like more accessible. Like well, I, I do think there's a difference between like lying about who you are and code switching, right? Like those yeah. are two distinct. Yeah, but modes. enhancing something you are. Right. At some or like level. moving into a, a part of yourself more fully versus like fabricating something Especially else. Especially if it's in service of the other person. Right. But I think that in this example, um, I see a lot of similarities because I just wanted to make them comfortable. Mm. And and what I imagine you saw in your interaction jordan is in that the crime i did in the fraud that i committed yeah there were just too many things to fix when in your pre like when you were thinking about the interaction there were too many things that were off yeah and you were like oh, well i don't want to talk about this about myself i don't want to talk about uh -huh. this about myself i don't want yeah. to explain that i'm not what this guy thinks i am because all of that is conflict this is going to take my energy this is going to take my energy so it is easier like you weren't trying to do a joke you weren't trying to do a bit you were like in my mind it is easier to go through this situation yeah. as a different person it is, yeah. a, it is a smaller net investment for me to do a gradually elevating american <laughs> voice which ended up as uh, mickey mouse right at the end 
than to explain that I'm a law student that moved from the UK, which is a thing that didn't happen. So I'm really going to have to think about that, right? Or yeah, just to it, explain it, who you are. Which yeah, is, yeah. At no yeah. point did you describe that you're not actually a law student, right? I, like, Wait, I could have done that? Yeah. <laughs> see, see, that's... That no, but I just all the time, option. like, Uber drivers will ask what I do, and I'll say, I'm a writer, and, and then they'll ask what, and you know, explain what a podcast is is sometimes a real journey. And so I'll just say like, oh, I write novels because I am I am writing three novels over the yeah, next yeah, two yeah, years. Yeah. And that's just a much easier yeah. sort of baseline for people. So I have it easy because I'm a software engineer in San Francisco. So right. it's very like <laughs> At that. At point they will stop talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, okay. no, for real. Like yeah. th- for me, it's like a different thing where I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm a software engineer, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, yeah. A lot of people are doing that out here. And I'm like, mm-hmm, yep. I'm not at all unique. <laughs> Whereas in LA, when they hear writer, they're like, oh, that's that's common, but exactly. I'm also a writer. Let me tell you about yeah. all my exactly. stuff. Exactly, exactly. You know, which is a, a kind um, of a different thing. So it's, for me, that goes back to knowing the scripts. Yeah. Um, I know that when I out myself as a software engineer, as long as I like self-deprecate, the interaction will probably end because they don't have like they probably don't have the schemas to like <laughs> right. respond like a lot or to, to at what the I'm very saying. least lead into an environment that you're comfortable in because you've done this a thousand times. Exactly. So I I think that that like level of comfort is 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 a big part of it. But I want to put us to the test. Yeah, these scenarios. I want to hear these scenarios. Okay. All right. Let's so go. so these are scenarios taken from my own life. Over the past couple of days, I've been writing down things that I thought about that gave me a bunch of anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a fun um, exercise. Are these for the most so, part uh, the the pre? Is this like the I these are no? These part. are actually a lot during. Um, I, I'm but but really, uh, what's going to happen is I'm going to say the scenario to you, and then what's your reaction is probably just going to be the pre. I think mm. okay. like because when I right. phrase it to you, and and these are actually written for me to have just talked about as my own experience. But I realized halfway through the episode that it would be fun if we all just put ourselves in someone else's shoes, except for me, who's in my own shoes. And sure. it's still <laughs> it makes me anxious. <laughs> They're still written in the first person. I'm going to now describe them to you. So you're at a party. And oh my god, this is like millennial D and D. Yeah, exactly what it is. Um, you're at a party, and your friend who texted you about the party, who's one of the hosts of the party, is there, and you're able to spend a few minutes with them. But shortly thereafter, more guests show up, and they have to continue being a host. And none of your friends have arrived yet. Oof. Do you have a timeline? Uh, your friends won't be there for 15 minutes. So, oh, and, and by the way, I think it would be fun if uh, you described wait, you, how you think about the situation and then I described what I did. Yeah, okay. So we'll, we'll try and come up. Much like Dungeons and Dragons, you have a pre-described <laughs> yeah, idea, is, but uh, we will throw out. This is Jarvis's completely awkward, socially vexing, <laughs> whatever, interaction of my entire life. <laughs> so when I used to be into YouTube, which was the thing I did for a little while, I did this video called The Introvert's Guide to Partying. And there were a couple things in, in here that I still do to this day and that I would apply here. Oh. Which are... Wait, the, the, sh- the podcast is about to become useful. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, whoa. We're um, going to have to cut this part out. Okay. <laughs> so my friends aren't arriving for about 15 minutes, you say. Yeah. So I would probably um, follow the, my friend, the host, for like a minute or two to kind of do the introductions as they're greeting people. And oh. sort of be like, the, like oh. oh, hi, like I'm, I'm Lauren, like nice to meet you. And yeah. then... Go to the bathroom for a good, cool four to five minutes. Yes. You mean and 45. <laughs> 45 minutes. For cool no, 45. Four, four to five minutes. And then I would come back out. It's sort of like get the lay of the land. Okay. Um, 
And if there's a food table or a drink situation, mm. go there first. Yeah. To try to like kind of do something and yeah. hopefully start up conversation with somebody yeah. about the yeah. drinks Make and or drink, food. It's proactive. Exactly. The script about making drinks or getting food is like pretty well trodden too. Exactly. Even with strangers. Yeah. And at that point we're at like eight or nine minutes. Yeah. And I can probably <laughs> You've got the t- you synchronize watches before <laughs> the event began. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've got like seven minutes to kill right, maybe. Right, right. And it's everyone so knows <laughs> that this is an exact ETA. Yeah. The, the FBI is about <laughs> to infiltrate. Are, people are never late in yeah, LA. Yeah. And they're, they're an Uber and everybody knows that Uber exactly. is Exactly. It's super time. correct. Unfortunately, they pull over to the side of the road because one of the passengers is doing this weird accent. <laughs> <laughs> so then you also offer if you can help at all with any of the party preparations. Yes. So still early on in the party. Yes. Whoa. Yes. That's a pro move. This is, I, I feel like uh, I, these are, this is also in my wheelhouse. Too. I've never tried yeah. that one. That one's really good. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's very useful. And then you just basically try to parlay either the helpfulness or a conversation about the food or drink into a larger interaction. And that would be my plan. I like that. I like that a lot. What do you call that plan? Just social anxiety at work, really. Survival (laughs) instinct. Survival instinct. (laughs) Operation social anxiety at work plus survival instinct. Yes, just operation like don't collapse into a bomb (laughs) corner. Like operation like don't go throw up in the bathroom. Oh, that's our lives. (laughs) Operation don't do this. Don't do this. Okay, so Jordan, what do you do in this situation? Oh boy. Uh, Roughly what time is it? Uh, it is so the party started at nine, and you showed up at nine forty-five. Well, the party don't start till I walk in here. Yeah. Right, you showed up at nine forty-five, thinking surely people oh, have I've started done arriving. This so often, oh, yeah. Shit. yeah. <laughs> Wait, when I remember, are you spying on us? <laughs> remember, I'm actually describing this as if it's not from my personal <laughs> experience, but it is a thousand percent from my own experience. You're a fantastic GM because you've managed to construct this world where you're like a weird, awkward millennial. How did you do that? that is, um, so amazing. Well, so I've real. studied them like Jane Goodall. <laughs> <laughs> um, Before I learned to speak to be on the podcast, Jarvis taught me via sign language. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So it's 945 and you show up thinking yeah. the party started at nine. Certainly some of my friends will be there. The host will be there. It's going to be fine. Right. And and about 10 is when your friends are playing these shows. Right. So 50% of my expectations have been met. I have the host. I have you do something have the host. to glob onto. You have something to glob onto. Now I feel like uh, what I'm going to do, because your answer was perfect, <laughs> and that's everything I should be doing. The, the drink one I might gravitate towards, but all the other ones were fantastic. I haven't considered following the host or any of that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Just so, like glue. Particularly the helping with tasks. <laughs> Genius. Um, so what I'm going to do is describe what I would actually do. Right, right. <laughs> or what I have historically done, because from now you on... You will try to compost or recycle. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I will immediately find the recycling bin. <laughs> and and begin moving to recycle something. <laughs> <laughs> to show people that I care. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, Lauren Reed does listen to the show, huh? I really do, yeah. <laughs> Dang, my secret's out. <laughs> um, so I would, yeah, I would enter the party. Good step one. Have this brief interaction with the host. Good step two. After that, I mean, if I can stave off the tears, which are pretty likely to start coming, you know, because of, of the tension. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I'm probably going to go for the wall-lean phone-out. Really? The classic. Operation wall-lean phone-out. The reason that uh, Operation Walling phone out works is that I have a, and I haven't talked about this in the show before because I'm kind of self conscious, but I have a, a, med- I have a medical condition called resting bitch face. And what this needs <laughs> me to do is be pretty inaccessible to any human being uh, <laughs> unless I engage them first. So if I lean against the wall, all like nine foot two of me, <laughs> then people are not going to engage with me and I don't have to worry about it until people turn up. However, 
your solution is much better. That's well, just what I've done. And so the walling phone out is interesting because that causes me more anxiety than not because then oh. I start to wonder about what everybody in the party is thinking about yeah, yeah, being yeah, yeah. the, the walling phone out. That's true. Oh, you don't understand. <laughs> um, it doesn't help at all. <laughs> I should explain. It's not a well, successful tactic. <laughs> and so I have, well, okay. First, I want to hear what Jarvis actually did at this this party at 945. Um, oh my God, I'm so nervous. <laughs> so I, I, I showed up. I, I hung out with the host for as long as I possibly could. And then they started like sort of circling up with like groups of yeah. friends from school. And we didn't go to school together, so I didn't know any of these people. So I felt like I didn't want to go through a bunch of introductions. Yeah. So I essentially wall in phone out. But what I like to call stand in the corner and get on your phone and don't interact with anyone until your friends show up. <laughs> um, and I think I may have also done the bathroom thing where I'm like, <laughs> oh, so useful. Yeah, it's like, I don't need to go to the restroom at all, but I'm going to sit here <laughs> for a while. Yep. Cause that's yeah. where I can sort of go and like have my phone out and do that kind of stuff. Like sort of leaning up against the sink, but nobody sees. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And this is where I have, I have sort of a philosophical question, which is, I wonder how much of this is gendered. Because oh. I think that as a woman, I at least uh, sort of a woman growing up in the Northeast and like kind of a, a wasp society. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is you. This is, this is me. Yes, this is this is me. Okay. Um, the the sort of expectation of like offering help or of sort of making sure that everybody's comfortable. Okay, was very much kind of like, like the host. Kind the host, of, yeah, the, yeah, the hostess. Yeah. You know, it's like sort of being the consummate hostess, which is something that my mother is, and what I'm very grateful that she sort of passed on to me of like making right. everybody comfortable. Yeah, I, my mother was extremely extroverted, right, and right. could like carry on a conversation with anybody, which is such a wonderful quality. Yeah. Um, but I do sort of wonder, like, because I I'm thinking about parties that I've been to here, and it's always the girls who are sort of saying like, oh, can I help with anything? Like, do you need anything? Yeah. And I sort of wonder if that's gendered or not. I mean, that's um. A yeah, that's one. a yeah. fantastic assessment. That's yeah. a really good assessment. I also wonder, like, um, you brought up a great point, which is, so you, you said that your your mother was very extroverted, and you, like, for me, when I've been in similar situations, that has been a blessing in that it gave me the instruction manual, yeah. or it gave me, like, kind of the playbook by which to interact. Like, I don't have to, like, I don't have to improvise this. I can just, like, follow, I can just play the character or I can improvise this I can play the character of the person who I've seen do this very well yes yeah. exactly um, I want to give a because it's an episode of Sad Boys I do need to give my shout out to Joy Cope um, favorite listener of the show yep uh, also incidentally my mother but mainly a listener <laughs> of the show um, she is she's a really interesting case study around this kind of stuff because while I was growing up I always identified my mum as an extrovert that's mm-hmm. what she appeared to be she played that role incredibly well and still can when necessary she's far more charismatic than me far more likable than me. Uh, <laughs> completely free of resting bitch face. I assume that came from my dad's side. <laughs> the, the genetic the, condition. The, uh, the few times that I've I've met Joy, she has still come off as like a very much like go and talk to everybody in the party. Like yeah, she, just, just, just like emanates. just immediately. It just like emanates like this very, um, very nice, very extroverted personality. And I, I think since I've become an adult and, and we, we were always super close and always super open but but i think uh unconsciously your dialogue starts to shift as you age and as your reference points start to change you know Mm -hmm. once you can reference like doing your own taxes to one another 
it just sort of changes the way you communicate. Or talking about the weather, which is like probably why that conversation <laughs> happens. <right? laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Oh, sorry, my mom's an Uber driver. <laughs> she should put me up. We'll have a chat. But um, I realized in the last few years, particularly, especially since I moved to the to the US and we communicate mainly via like FaceTime and stuff, and it has right. to be like as informative as possible to try and communicate right. as much as possible in that small amount of time. What I realized is uh, partly through her communicating it and partly just through seeing her in certain types of interactions is that she is the same as me. She's huh. just better at the second part. Right. She's had more time to figure it out. Yeah. She's yeah. more naturally gifted at it. But she is 100% an introvert. Like, she gains her energy from being by herself. And yeah. Actually, oddly enough, without going too much into her life right now, the last couple of years, she's she's been living in France and, and doing up this house and has been sort of her hermit period. She has plenty of friends over there and, and, and interacts plenty, but it's been a little slower and calmer than it was for... She was an entrepreneur and very busy when she lived in the UK. Yeah. And as a result, I think she started to realize, oh, I got so good at playing the role, at being that version of myself, that I almost lost track of the person that I actually am. Yeah. Which I think is something all three of us, I, not to judge you, Lauren, I, I can judge Jarvis because I know him. But no, please, <laughs> judge no, away. He's a bad guy. But the, <laughs> That's true. Uh, what I would say for all three of us is that it's very easy to fall into a pit of, well, because I did X, I must be X. Yes. Mm, mm, yeah. yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Which is what other people will identify you as, which makes sense. And that's like kind of goes back to what I even have anxiety about. Because usually for me, it's like I behaved this way. And it's possible to have perceived this set of actions as a different me. Yeah. It's mischaracterization. Usually my anxiety is either leading up to a thing I'm not going to be able to perform. And I'm really glad that you brought up like the performance aspect of this because it really does feel like a performance. Um, and, or I had, I had an interaction and it didn't go well, or I think that it could be, have been perceived as not going well. Right. One example that I'll give, I went to an improv jam, which is just like when a bunch of people like go on stage and it's not like a team. It's just like everybody jamming. It's like the equivalent of, a musical jam with instruments except for with improv scenes and i i went out and i was pretty rusty and i did some improv and it, i thought it was horrible and i went back to my seat and i sat down and i stewed on it mm. and eventually it bubbled to the point where i couldn't be in the crowd having given my performance mm. so i left <laughs> i like there, it was something so bad about it that I like couldn't be there anymore. And, like, oh yeah, I mean, yeah. Why yeah. be there if it's not serving you? Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you sitting there for? I mean, yeah. Let's <laughs> no, be real. No, but it was just like I just kept thinking about how bad it was. The post. Yeah. And, yeah. And uh, and I was like, oh no, oh no. They all know. They all they can all see. You know. <laughs> um. And, and and then I left. Okay. So I have one more very basic scenario. It's all happened to us. This is the boss in the dungeon. That was us getting okay. through all of the the winding hallways. Here. We just beat a couple of, like rats and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and this one, this one's like one of those that's you know you know it, you love it. Um, it's always going to come back for more. <laughs> <laughs> You're walking in the streets of you know pick your city, L.A., San Francisco, New York. I'll take Vienna. All right, Vienna, Austria. So you're walking down the Vienna, streets. Virginia. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Paris, <Real> Texas. <laughs> Vienna sausages. <laughs> the moon, Texas. <laughs> um, and someone walks up to you and goes, Jordan. Uh-oh. Lauren. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Lauren uh, shrank into the <laughs> about a two-inch long version of herself in a puddle of tears. <laughs> it's me. 
Remember from... No, they don't even say what they're from. No, they're not even going to give you that much context. It's me. (laughs) And then they they somehow... They know you so well. And you're a part of their narrative so much. And you have no idea who they are. You can't even... You don't even recognize their face. I mean... I'm rushing somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't. (laughs) But but I I am now. This has happened to me a couple of times. Um, And it's usually, I I will try to be like, oh my God, like it's so good to see you. Like, how are you? I'm sorry, I really, I'm so late for a thing. I have to go. I just get out of it as fast as you can. Uh, Damn. Jordan, I want to hear what you've got to say. Holy crap. Um, (laughs) Yes, same, dude. (laughs) <laughs> totally. I, I deal with it in the very efficient way that Lauren just said. <laughs> no need for a follow-up question. Pull the parachute. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, actually, fortunately, this is one I'm actually pretty good at because I grew up in a very small rural town in England and uh, my mum... Have I shout out my mum this episode? I don't know. But shout out Do to I my mum. No, um, you have a mum? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something of a mum. Uh, she ran a cafe and then a vintage store in this small town at, at separate times in my life. So both very social forum environments, yep. especially in a, a small town. So suddenly my mom's constantly bumping into people that are like, hey, did you run this cafe? And it's like, ah, well, uh, yep, 11 years ago. <laughs> I don't know why we're now currently talking about it. But that would happen to me a lot because I would bump into these people throughout my childhood, not know the reference point. Yep. And then somebody would, you know, it's like 20,000 people in the entire area. Yeah, yeah. Like right. So people would come up to me and be like, aha, Jordan, still, uh, still doing it? And I'd be like, Oh, me? You know me. Guy, <laughs> if I were to not be doing the thing you're referencing, oh, it wouldn't be Jordan, the guy you know. <laughs> Just like you're the person that I know. All right, see you around, <laughs> fella. Uh, but the, the fortunately, I think something that's different about being in a small town that made this more challenging is that there is, for some people, the assumption that you must know who they are because, hey, it's a small town. So what I would do a lot is just be like, as excited as possible yeah. and as engaged to almost compensate for the fact that I'm not saying their name because then well I wouldn't be this excited if I didn't know what your name was right. how could I be yeah, this excited exactly. and enthusiastic if I didn't yeah. know who you were um, but then in when I moved to San Francisco the last few years it, it's pretty different I, uh, I bumped into somebody recently actually at a, a store near my place um, and they recognized me from an improv class that mm. I took with you yeah. a year ago maybe at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. they recognized me this was like three weeks ago they recognize me, and not only do they recognize my face, they recognize my name. Like, this is, this is presumably when they meet people, they aren't doing the checklist. Right, Because exactly. she was able to lock this shit down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she comes up to me, she's like, hey, Jordan, how's it going? Still working, and then names like my company, and like, how long I've been in the company, all these small references. Like, holy shit, that's amazing. <laughs> that's, I think that's so alarming because you realize how, like, the 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 dichotomy of, like, their presence in your narrative oh, yeah. versus your presence in yes. their narrative. The yeah. data is, they were able to extract. Yeah, that is like what's the most like I immediately feel horrible in the yep. in that situation because of that reason. And it's not that they did anything wrong or that, that we have different fundamental approaches, though that may be a factor at play. What really happened was, hey, I was probably like maybe I was a little bit hungover and they were caffeinated. Or maybe I right. was over-caffeinated and they were chilled. Like, something about our statuses just didn't align. And for whatever yeah. reason, they were able to 
absorbing or even like for me i do i bring a lot of people to improv drop-ins and i don't bother like learning people's names at those things in that context sure. right but if i'm at a different type of event if i'm at you're having a housewarming party and i'm there i want to like remember everyone's names because if they're your friend then like they might and so the context it, has it, a lot to the do the context that. helps in it like feel i now feel like a shitty person saying that like i'm not like trying to memorize everyone's names that i meet at like improv classes but but we're back to talking about value proposition right because do you want to spend that currency really right. if you have yeah. a saturday and between 12 and 2 it's going to be an improv thing and you're never going to see those people again and you have a party tonight I might just save yeah. the points yeah. until the party tonight. Yeah. No, and, and I'll tell you what, going back to the guilt episode, my my initial reaction is like, uh, but I should. Like, I'm not horrible. <laughs> but it's like, I know I can't. That's a good guy. I know I can't. I know I don't have the capacity to do all of those things. Yeah. But I'm going to feel guilty about putting myself first in that situation. Yeah. But in that particular scenario uh, with this person, I was kind of so overwhelmed by how competent they were. That I just said I did not know their name. I, re I recognized them from the show, yeah. fortunately. I was able to go like, oh, I remember we did it. At I've only ever done it at one improv class. So I was able to like go, oh, that was uh, at Endgames, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, of course. Sorry. I go to so many. that <laughs> but I was able to remember you for your face and talent. Yeah. Um, but then I just asked them their name. Uh, what was the venue for your example? Oh, this has happened to me so many times. <laughs> <laughs> what do you one do time? typically? Um... So I I actually do a, like both of your things depending on the the scenario. Oftentimes, like in the situation where you're running into a friend who is not a good friend, but someone maybe you went to school with, yeah. uh, uh, and you're in a different place, like you're in a different city. Um, I pull the I've got to run, but wow, so cool to run into you. Yeah. Yep. And then I'll always like follow up on Facebook and something. I'll be like, Hey, it was so great to meet you. Sorry, yeah. I was in a rush. Because what you're trying to communicate in that situation is like, uh, really, that was all about my anxiety, and <laughs> I, um, I do actually value you as a human being. Um, and Jordan, I, I, I was trying to remember the situation that I was just in where this happened. Um. But doing the thing where um, if someone says like improv, like that's a great example because it's like, oh, I only do it at this one place. Um, oftentimes when they identify themselves, then I just I just play along. I want to be excited. I want them to feel sure. good because they they put themselves out there and I really don't want to like it sucks to like put yourself out there and like have that not be reciprocated. So oftentimes I will just like do or say whatever seems like right in the moment to make them feel like they had a positive interaction. Uh, and this will be like I'm running late to things and I will ask them about how something is going or something like that. And uh, like if they give me more information in the thing, like that's like a gift. If it's like, right. oh, I'm, I'm running to class. It's like, oh, yeah, how is class going? And then. You know, it, it's like yeah. just give, if you give me information, then I'm just going to try and make this a rich experience for you. But sure. know that I'm the my brain is just like it's a red alert. And I think we're all yeah. big fans of candor, right? Like in most scenarios, yes. if it was somebody whose name you genuinely didn't remember, you're probably going to be seeing a fair bit. Like maybe you're at a conference or something. You haven't seen yeah. them for a while. Let's just fucking ask. Let's yes. clean out the potential anxiety producer right now and just get to clarity. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to, hey... There's probably a reason we don't hang out all that much. We like don't run in the same circles. Yeah. You live in a different city. 
let's just get as much positivity out of this as possible and just not bother with the other stuff. Enthusiasm can do a lot of work. Yeah, enthusiasm is the life hack. Yeah. In, uh, in general. In general, in <laughs> <Yeah>. all things. <laughs> uh, uh, at work, we actually have have been growing a lot recently, and oh, yeah. there are a lot of people like walking around who I don't know the names of right now, and so we've kind of just in our all hands and stuff started talking about how it's okay to ask people yeah. what their names are because yeah. you know uh, it is easy to to lose track. Um, I we don't have to discuss it, but a flavor of that interaction that I just gave is the um, I'm a friend of your parent. And I've known you since you were a child. Yes, yeah. All the time. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a peculiar one. I mean, I think by design that one gives you a little bit of leeway. Yeah. Well, well, I think that what's really interesting about it is that it makes me feel the same way, even though I have no responsibility. Yeah. Because my brain wasn't forming memories back then, <laughs> so it's not about me forgetting your name. It's about like there's no way that I could have. Yeah, it's like I never right? perceived you as a person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, but Lauren, I, I came and saw you when you were in that coma. You don't remember <laughs> talking to me as I read you. That has from... happened to me a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you got us in a coma in a for a very long yeah. time. So, um, thank you for participating in, uh, you know, Jarvis's These uh, terrifying scenarios. Completely <laughs> terrifying scenarios. Uh, available uh, at board game stores everywhere. Oh yeah, god, it's true. Uh, and real quick before we wrap up, I just want to give a, a a message to the people who are are like us, right? Like maybe all of us, like back when we were in high school or back when we were in middle school, and experiencing all of this anxiety. What is your message? Jordan, I'm going to start with you. Oh, no. Uh, getting anxious. <laughs> what is your message to a young Jordan um, who is walking around Stroud and keeps getting recognized by uh, people who went to his mom's shop? Okay. Young Jordan. I mean, I'm going to uh, flavor this with a little bit more relatable energy just because that is... I'm, I lived such a peculiar childhood. I don't <laughs> want to alienate anybody from this advice. But. Tell Dan <laughs> this other thing. Tell, grab, a, grab Joel's hand for a moment. <laughs> and just check in with him. Uh, shout out to Joel. What's up? Um, honestly, something that I struggled with a lot when I was growing up, particularly surrounding uh, anxiety, was that overanalysis of things that may not have gone well. What I would request of young Jordan, though, uh, if I do this, I might, might mess up the time stream and become a functional adult <laughs> if I learn this thing. Wouldn't want that. <laughs> um, giving this to other potential Jordans, younger Jordans listening. Um, it's okay to overanalyze, but find something valuable to take away from it. Hmm. I found what happened constantly when I would overanalyze small interactions that the other party had forgotten about immediately would be that I would be robbing myself of, of hours of potential enjoyment. I'd be sitting watching a movie, playing a video game, whatever, and I'd be sitting there bothered by this like nucleus of frustration just sitting at the back Absolutely. of my brain. Like, yeah. oh, you didn't handle that as well as you could. Yeah, you didn't. But if you can walk away with, <laughs> don't, I don't know, don't call Gerald Dave again. <laughs> it can be something as small as that, or it can be don't make like jokes amongst people that may not be on your wavelength. Just small things like or that. forgive yourself for making the mistake. That's, right. I mean, hey, number one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. In, in all environments, in all anxiety-producing yeah. yeah. environments, yeah, it's okay to say that you failed, providing you understand why you failed. It's not bad to fail. Yeah. Um, and Lauren, what would you say to the eighteen-year-old Lauren who's Sitting in the bathroom right now, <laughs> waiting for her friends to arrive, 
doesn't want to help out. Yeah. <laughs> like, 45 minutes deep the in the bathroom. <laughs> doesn't want to be the, that's not always the role that you have to play. People are not paying as much attention to you as you think they are. Yes. Oh, <laughs> that is so the thing that I would tell that. her. Like, it just, people are, are are paying attention to themselves and their crushes and they're not looking at you and it's fine. You can just be who you are. <laughs> yeah. In fact, we are all doing that, right? Like, it's like none of us, yeah. we're all paying attention to ourselves and not any, yeah. anyone else. The, the, the Uber driver forgot that he ever gave us a lift. Young Jarvis. What would you tell young oh. Gar- younger Jarvis? Oh, yeah. Younger, youngest Jarvis. Younger Jarvis. <laughs> youngest Jarvis. Um, <laughs> youngest Jarvis. I would say, I think for me, it has to be just like giving myself, cutting myself slack. Mm-hmm. Um, because the obsession over things that have already happened and things that like you've lost control of um is is really unhealthy because there's nothing more that you can do about it so yeah. like letting go like even if things go as badly as you think that they're going <laughs> there's nothing more that you can do about it so yeah. like yeah. so like yeah. let it go like and that's be guilty about a lack of ability n- right yeah and, and then i'm like but if i had a time machine perhaps i could <laughs> you know like I, I i could remember dave's name and i could not call him joel <laughs> um and so uh yeah, I, I think like just letting, like cutting that off and being able to move on yeah. um, is is an important skill to develop. Yeah. Be, be cool with your apprenticeship, dog. You're yeah. a little kid in a monk's robe, You're in man. a monk's robe. <laughs> you can fuck things up. You can accidentally break your vow of silence. You'll just start that it again. That is the time to fuck things up. And here's the thing. When you're an adult, still in a monk's robe. A monk <laughs> yes. doesn't get out of their robes no, it's when a, they leave. That is a lifelong thing. No, yeah. I, I, and it's you're the a monk same forever. robe. It's the it's same really, room. really tight. It, it grows, Super short at that you. point. Yeah. So, so I think that that's like some pretty good advice that we've given to folks. Um, and we're about at the end of the show. It feels like some, I'm going to give the show five star iTunes review advice if you ask me. Yeah. Social anxiety is cured for everyone forever. We did it. You're it's welcome. Big. We're still accepting submissions for pen pals with a Z and you can reach us on Twitter and Facebook and email all at sadboyspod. Um, and then for email, it's sadboyspod at gmail.com because, you know, we can't have mononyms. Oh, yeah. Or if you just contact any Gmail address and ask us, them to forward it to us, they'll Or sadboyspod at any email server. AOL, yeah, MSN, Hotmail. <laughs> Go all the way back. Um, we should make a Hotmail. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think you can so. anymore. Yeah, and if you email us at Try Hotmail, tell Mailer Damon what's up. Um, <laughs> so uh, Jarvis runs Mailer Damon. <laughs> I am the Damon himself. Uh, Lauren, if people really enjoyed your stylings oh, both Lord. comedic and otherwise um where, they should seek help they should all. seek help and once they've sought help and they are confirmed in their feelings about <laughs> this episode where can they find you on the interwebs at lauren shippen basically everywhere it's s-h-i-p-p-e-n uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, and thebrightsessions.com. Go listen to yes. my podcast. <laughs> the Bright Sessions, a fantastic uh, fiction podcast. I thought it was real for a while. Got pretty disappointed. Um, Sorry, what? I do time travel. <laughs> that is real. I do uh, want to give a shout out. I don't know if I've given my mom a shout out on this episode, but my mom uh, <laughs> got super into the show. I she, love that. She fell in love with the Bright Sessions. And recently, I wish you'd sent me it via text so I could read it and give you an incredible amount of anxiety. But she, uh, while we were FaceTiming, gave me like a monologue that was and again joy cope is just a better version of myself yeah so it was a it was like you know how when i do a monologue and it's shit and inarticulate it's like (laughs) that but good um she did one of those about how the bright sessions was one of the most 
compelling and fundamentally joyful if at times diff- like you know it's not a purely positive show there, yeah. there's drama and pain but it results in in catharsis in a way that she hasn't experienced with many pieces of art and she she just said that to me i was like shit that is really lovely to hear joy cope thank you so much i hope you come to la at some point and we can hang out i will buy it's you coffee it's a wonderful show It'll you didn't you. need that external validation from us <laughs> um I hate it. <laughs> I should say. Doesn't matter. Your mom likes it. <laughs> Which means I that's, have that's to like it. That's I'm both a, your mom joke and the truth. <laughs> um, <laughs> your mom likes my show. Your mom likes my podcast so. Roasted. And Jordan, where can we find you? Oh, geez. Um, you can find me at my apartment. I study at the law college just around the corner from my house. Uh, you can find me in many Uber rides riding around the city doing a variety of accents. <laughs> Um, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and a bunch of other places at Jordan Adika. One word, and the Adika is spelled A-D-I-K-A. Awesome. And you can find me on Twitter at Jarvis and on YouTube, Jarvis Johnson, and all the other places. I, you can figure it out from there. And you, should, you should keep an eye out for upcoming videos. Uh, keep an eye out. Uh, Subscribe. Yeah. The homework for today's episode is just give us some of the scenarios that make you the most anxious that, because I love great. just reading those. I like the, Hell yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, if you if we get enough interesting submissions, we will do a part two, which is all Jarvis's D D game. Yeah. <laughs> Millennial D D. We will run through these scenarios. We'll build some characters. It'll be a bunch of fun. But as is customary on Sad Boys, we like to end the show with a certain phrase. Lauren, are you ready? So ready. All she's, right. Oh my god, she stood up. <laughs> <laughs> she struck me in the face and said, I'm ready. My, I, she's business. gleaming. I can't even. <laughs> I cannot look it's, upon it's, I can't look. <laughs> All right. We, we love, love you. And we're sorry. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic.